It's just after 1.30pm on Friday the 10th of February 2023 and Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola is late to his press conference. It's not unusual for him to be late. In fact, it's in keeping with most pre-match press conferences he had given in the role and many of them given by his predecessors too. But on this chilly February afternoon in Manchester, there was an air of anticipation in the media room. This was the first opportunity members of the press had had to ask somebody from the club questions about one of the Premier League's biggest news stories. Four days earlier, City had been charged with more than 100 alleged breaches of the Premier League's rules, most of them regarding finances. Immediately, speculation was rife about what could happen if the club were found guilty. Large fines and points deductions were the first ports of call, but it wasn't long before, almost gleefully from some, there was the suggestion of stripping titles and reallocating them to runners-up. Relegation or expulsion from the Premier League was suggested too. City themselves put out a 79-word statement saying they were surprised by the allegations and that they welcomed the opportunity for an independent panel to impartially consider what they called an irrefutable body of evidence. Four days later, their manager was gearing up to face questions. I'm David Mooney, and this is a Blue Moon podcast special where you can hear Pep Guardiola's full response to everything put to him about the charges Manchester City are facing. guys, hope you're well, same process as ever with Max on either side. You can introduce yourself by name and organisation. We'll set an embargo partly through for the Sundays, for Saturday at 10.30. There was only one place this press conference was going to start. The team's recent patchy form and the defeat against Tottenham the previous weekend had left City five points off the top of the table, having played a game more than leaders Arsenal. They were due to face Aston Villa at the Etihad in the next match, but that game would barely be mentioned in the media conference to preview it. This was far from the first time that Guardiola had had to front up to the press after allegations were made against the club. He'd been here before in both the lead-up to and the aftermath of City's case with the European governing body UEFA. In February 2020, three years before the Premier League brought charges to their door, City was suspended from the Champions League for a breach of UEFA's financial fair play regulations. That ban was overturned on appeal to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Some elements of UEFA's case were time-barred and therefore couldn't be penalised. Other elements were not established. In the run-up to that case, Guardiola had told the media he would not stay in charge of the club if they'd lied to him. That's where the questions about the Premier League's charges began. My first thought is that we are already being condemned. So, like, it's happened, what's happened right now, these weeks after Monday, it's happened the same what happened in UEFA. That UEFA, it was a condemn. We were, uh, we had already accusation, now we have just charge. Why should, in that moment, we know what time the situation, when they, what they told me before they defend the accusation for UEFA, the club proved that we're completely innocent. Why should not think right now when there is not, not even accusation, it's just condemned, it's just charges or suggestions. So you have to understand that between 19 to the families accusing us without the latest the opportunity to defend and the word of my club, my owner, my chairman, my CEO, my people explain everything during these three or four years. You know exactly in what 
on what side I am. You're confident and obviously innocent until proven guilty, clearly. But because of the unprecedented number of charges over such a long period of time, does it sadden you that inevitably there will be some out there, people watching on, who will reach a conclusion that some of the achievements, the record-breaking achievements that you've brought to this club are tainted? Another side, I would say that we are lucky we live in a, in a marvelous country that uh, we have a society when everyone, like you said, is innocent until proven guilty. We didn't have this opportunity. We are already sentenced and tough. What's going to happen, I don't know. So, in the other side, I'm personally I'm happy that we are here because, like UEFA happen, okay, we have the chance to defend. We cannot defend. I think we have a good lawyers, but we cannot say that UEFA had the bad, bad lawyers. And I think the Premier League supported for 19 teams to put it out for the Premier League are going to take a good lawyers too to defend the position like we are going to defend our position. I would have loved to wait and see and the time will see or the time will dictate what is going to happen. And just in case we are not innocent, we will accept what the judge, the Premier League, decide. But what happened if in the, the same situation that UEFA happened, we are innocent, what happened to restore or pay back our damage? Because the damage is now is for one decade, eight, nine, ten. So one week later, UEFA make a sentence against us. Nine teams, Burley, Wolves, Leicester, Newcastle, Spurs, Arsenal, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Out of the Champions League, they won at that position. Like Julius Cesar said, they are not in this world, they are not enemies or friends. They are just interest. And they wanted to put it out to take that position that we want on the pitch. You know, take it there and take it in our position. So now, say it's different than that in that moment? Absolutely zero. The same. The same articles, the same accusations, the same everything. You have to be out of the uh, UEFA Champions League. You have to go to League One. No, no, League One is too much. League Two, or maybe Conference. We were in Main Road. We were not a team to own a long history, a lot of titles. We have been in the low divisions. We'll be back there. No, not a problem, just in case. We'll call Paul Dikov, Mike Summerby, and we will do again a good, a good, uh, a good process. We'll be back. I'm pretty sure. But should wait. They should wait. Because at the end, it's okay. The Premier League had not decide. Put it there. Okay, we're going to defend ourselves. What happened in the in the in the UEFA situation? Didn't wait, and now didn't wait either. It's easy, especially in football, to add two and two together and get a wrong answer. It would be very easy to suggest that City's problems on the field since the World Cup have stemmed from several different factors. Disharmony behind the scenes is something that is often suggested. It was similar when UEFA's punishment was announced in 2020. City were in the middle of a difficult season where they would not present a challenge to Liverpool in the title race. By the time that that case came about, the club's Premier League title defence was practically over. They were 22 points behind the leaders with only 13 matches left. Now though, City are still within touching distance, just about, of the leaders' Arsenal. 
Their recent performances suggest that might not last too much longer unless the team begins to improve. It would, therefore, be easy to point to the Premier League's charges as a reason for a drop-off in the title race. If this season ends badly, players, it could be said after the fact, were distracted. Guardiola was asked if this unprecedented story could indeed be a distraction. It's not unprecedented story. It's a second time of this story. We lived that before, two or three years ago, when it was a sentence. He is not. Don't forget it. He is not. You accuse us. <laughs> I should be out. But between these 19 before and these 19 teams now, between the word of them or the word of my people, I'm sorry, I rely on the word of my people. So you didn't have to have an address with no, the players? We did. I, the club, okay. I talked with all of us. But I didn't speak with training like normal to try to beat uh, Aston Villa. And you're confident that they won't be distracted, the players? Why should I be distracted with the confidence of my players? What do we want? So at the moment from Sergio score, the moment for Ilkal Gundogan and Aston Villa score, for all the big moments we are living, the seven years belong to us, for our fans, for our people. This is no one can pull it up. <coughs> it's impossible. So and after, okay, the court will dictate what happened. And I said before, so at the end it's nice. But after, when it's going to happen, I'm fully convinced that we'll be innocent. What will happen next? We don't stop now? It's not because of the weather. So since Abu Dhabi took over, I'll take over the club. Since the day one, it was like that. City's fans have often felt that the club has been looked upon as outsiders. When the takeover happened in 2008, City had never qualified for the Champions League. In the modern era, they had a couple of UEFA Cup appearances to their name, both through fair play rather than City's final league position. Their highest Premier League finish before the investment came in 2005, when a mixture of Kevin Keegan and Stuart Pearce got the club into eighth in the table. It didn't take long after 2008 for the criticism to come. Increased spending in a bid to enter English football's elite drew attention. Success caused further discontent as City muscled their way onto the top table. By the time Guardiola arrived at the Etihad, City had won two Premier League trophies along with an FA Cup and several League Cups. They were now regulars in the Champions League too. But still fans felt singled out and like they were travelling in first class on a standard ticket. You mentioned as recently as Friday about the teams who written a letter to the Premier League to, to get him the Champions League. What do you think is the, the long-term aim here? Do you think it's that they want your owners to sell, they want you to go? You know, what do you think is the long-term aim of this sort of sustained, uh, sustained accusations? We were not part of the establishment and always have been in this league. But in the same time, I understand they can do it, but only I regret the fact, wait, no. Let us ourselves to defend, please. So that's all. So I don't know in other countries, but in this country, everyone is innocent until, you know, proven guilty and didn't happen. So when welfare was a sentence, he is not even that. And we are already, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? What happened when innocent? Who's going to get back, return our damage? What the people write and tell about us? Here there has a thousand million efforts behind the scenes. So the accusation something, we're doing wrong to win games. No, no, no. 
We try to do it our best on the pitch like everyone else. A few lessons. Point fingers for the other ones. Few lessons for the other ones. They should do it. Unfortunately, it will be a long period today I speak and because it's my turn and will be over from now on because now it's time for the lawyers for the both sides to defend the position for one side and for the other one. And I'm not talking about more, but so unfortunately it should happen immediately in one month or two months or three months. It'll be longer, I know that. But it's what it is. We live in what happened in welfare and we'll continue to do it in, in that way. Hey, how much contact have you had with Ferran and Caldun this week and what kind of assurances have they given you that everything was The same one happened in UEFA, in the moment of the UEFA, the same, not even one step back. I would say they're more confident because they have more experience, I would say, they know more information, they have a lot, a lot of pages that we present in UEFA that the thing is going to present, introduce um, against Premier League, uh, so, yeah. So let's say, do everyone continue to do our job? Everyone in his department is going to do the job. The officials do the job. The doctors do the job. Nutrition do the job. You do the job. The players do the job, and everyone is going to do the job. In the four days between the Premier League's charges and this press conference, a lot was said about the potential ramifications of the case. Most of them, as can be understood from Guardiola's defiance and somewhat irritated tone, centred on what could happen if the judgment went against City and the club were found guilty of the alleged breaches. Guardiola, as he has pointed out several times already here, was keen to stress that the club should be treated as innocent until proven guilty. Indeed, as he implied at the start, he's fighting a losing battle. If he feels like the club has already been condemned now, he'll have a long few years if the reports about the potential timescale of the hearing are accurate. The opposite could also be true. What happens if City are not guilty? Guardiola has already said that the outcome won't change some people's minds. It's the old there's no smoke without fire problem. And as he spoke, another idiom came to mind. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Whatever the outcome of the hearing, there is the possibility that a can of worms across the Premier League has now been opened. Let's ask you a very, very simple question. Do you think that other clubs in the Premier League don't like Manchester City, don't want Manchester City, or resentful of what Manchester City have achieved? It's difficult for me to answer this question. What do you think? Well, I don't know. They open a precedent right now. What they have done to us, be careful. Be careful in the future because many clubs can they make a suggestions and there are a lot of clubs that they can be accused like we have been accused without maybe being innocent. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but uh, it's a question I don't know because I can have an opinion, a feeling, but it's like the people say, what the people, what the fans think, I don't know. Uh, what they push to get rid of, you know, out of this, in, the, in the competitions, that, isn't, that is, is obvious. So because they believe that we didn't behave properly. And we can accept that, but let us defend when we believe we did it properly. Like we show not one century ago, so just a few years ago, like the same situation happened today, I had it in the past, 
The same happened in the welfare, it's happened today, and we didn't learn about that. So there are a lot, a lot of things. There are suggestions. There are not, a, there are not sentences about that. It's completely different. But do you suspect that this has been driven by the clubs? This has been driven by the other clubs? Is that what you suspect? Yeah, of course. It's a Premier League. Why do you think it's been driven? I don't know. I don't know. You have to go to the, all the CEOs, Danny Levies, and all these kind of people, and ask them, go to the press conference, and ask them to and do it. It's only a few months ago that Guardiola signed a contract extension at City. Both the performances and results since then have been far from ideal. There have been no calls from supporters for the manager to leave and no suggestions that his new deal was a bad move. If truth be told, that's something that will probably never happen. Instead, with every deal of his that has come close to running out, there's been a panic that this might be the time he chooses to leave and that he doesn't stay on for longer. Guardiola has always said that he feels like he should have to earn a new contract whenever the extension stories come back around. But on Friday, his defiance in the face of questions over the allegations the club is facing will have given supporters an extra layer of security. He reiterated several times that he trusted the club's hierarchy not to mislead him. We've already heard here that he has more confidence in City's case this time than in the case with UEFA. His comments ahead of the UEFA hearing that he would leave if the club lied to him could have been read as him laying the foundations for departure if the appeal to the Court of Arbitration for Sports failed. However, this time there was no such groundwork being done. Guardiola remained defiant. Hopefully the reason why they are going to sack me out of here are the results. This is mainly the reason why the managers stay in the position or stay in the position. Hopefully it would be there. And I think in that situation we will decide together for the confidence that we have and trust each other. But I'm not moving from this seat. I can assure you, more than ever, I wouldn't stay that. Now, more than ever. Sometimes I have doubts of seven years, eight years, seven years already is a long time. Not even in any country, so many, many years, imagine in the Premier League, so many, many years. But now I don't want to move on. Not because the people say, yeah, if the, they lie to you, Pep, they did lie to me. Look what happened with I said to them, what happened? So, Pep, we did anything wrong. We proved it. Now it's the same case. Why should I don't trust with my people? I trust with uh, all the CEOs and owners for the 19 clubs, like it was nine clubs in the UEFA. It happened? No. I trust with my people, between them and my people, and my people. No one second for the other ones. No one second. And when, and when, um, when you have a situation where you feel like everyone's out to get, <clears throat> get you, as a club, as a manager, as a playing squad, can you use that as a tool to create a siege mentality, to give you that extra sense of desire might help actually help you get through your, some of the problems you encountered on the pitch in recent We are not alone when we are together. But against 90 teams we are alone, that's for sure. But it's not it's not a problem. But that it will not be sustained in two years just for all oh, this energy because they accuse you. You have to be good. You have to beat uh, you have to beat we have to beat Aston Villa. This 19 clubs is going to help us to beat Aston Villa. We have to do it. Like always, we have done it. So, <coughs> Aguero scored a goal 
to give us our Premier League. Gundogan scored the two goals with Rodri to win the Premier League against Aston Villa a few months ago. We did it on the pitch. They want to do it off the pitch, you want to take out of the pitch, it's okay. But let us to defend, please. Let us to defend. And after, if we did something wrong, like, I guess it's not going to happen, but just in case it happened, we accept it. I said before the UEFA, you recorded the UEFA, so I rely on them 100%. If at the end the judge said, well, there's something wrong, we're going to accept it. Of course we're going to accept it. But what happened if we're innocent? We're going to get back the damage, all the damage, all the have done. No, they have to go, they have to punish and money and point deduction and go to second division and third and third. I don't know how many ideas, I don't know where they come from. I don't know how many ideas I, I read what you had to happen. And the opposite side, what's going to happen? Um, you're being very defiant, and that's quite understandable. And I hear what you're saying about you defending your club and the damage that has been done with regards to UEFA. You're a human being, your players are. Surely you must have some doubts and quiet moments about the future, what might happen, because no one really knows, right? And that can't help you, the future. As a manager, your football team, the players you're trying to get to play for all year, because you know, the human beings are bound to have doubts, right? The future is, uh, is lunchtime after this marvelous press conference. Aston Villa. So this is, this is the Aston Villa, of course, and after Arsenal and Champions League is around the corner. This is, I would say, is the future. What's going to happen, who knows it? So we cannot control, control it. So when we will adapt, what the players have to do is what they have to do, defend this club as much as possible. What they have done in the last 10, 12 years, 13 years, especially when, you know, our own chairman took over the club. With regards to manage human beings, would this be one of the worst things that, that can happen midway for a season, a campaign, Champions League about to start again, you're chasing the title? Is this maybe the sort of worst nightmare for you as a manager? Right now, where they're going to leave? No. I don't know what's going to happen. So it's the same. I, I, leave, I had the same feeling that happened in UEFA, honestly. It was the same feeling. It was quite, quite similar. Not quite similar, no. UEFA was worse. It was quite similar, so I would say tomorrow the players and focus it in your talent and your effort and go to what's going to happen if at the end, after the sentence in one year and a half, two years, and after we'll see, you know, what happened. I don't want to anticipate it because honestly, I don't know. All the people anticipate it already, but I don't want to anticipate what is going to happen. Throughout this story, the feelings of the fans has barely been mentioned. Opposing fans will have very little sympathy, perhaps understandably so, but City supporters have every right to be tired with constant attacks from rivals. No City fan got into football to become a financial expert, so it's unfair to make them defend the club against allegations of breaching financial rules, especially when the club can and will hope to do that for themselves in front of an independent panel. If City are found guilty, then that isn't the fault of the supporters. It's not even the fault of the players or the manager. But in this social media world, nuance can be hard to come by. Guardiola was asked about whether the last week will galvanise the fans. Well, we have to move closer and together than ever. So no matter if we are alone, if just in case we, we are together in the, in the toughest moments that will come, because underline and know what's going to happen in many, many decisions. So you have to be alert. Always I had the feeling when we arrived here, 
that play good is not enough to win. Play better is not too enough to win. You have to play much, much better. To be the establishment, you have to do it perfectly. In equal situations, we do have history. We are not the hierarchy of the Premier League. I said the same words when it happened in Barcelona. When I arrived, the manager said, to beat Madrid, you have to do it no better. Much, much better. Otherwise, you don't beat Madrid. So it's the same like here. So you have to make 100 points. 99 points. 97 points. To win the Premier League. With 80 points, you don't win. And these standards, we, sorry, Liverpool and ourselves, we did it. So we raised the bar. So that's why this is 11. And that's why we won, because it was almost perfectly. Winning 14 and 15, and one of the most fascinating and amazing teams I ever faced. I said many times, like Liverpool, it was. So that is the feeling. So now you have to be, try to work <laughs> to do it better and better and better. Otherwise, there's no chance. It happened in the past, it happened right now. And the, the last time you played Aston Villa, you, you ended the game in tears because of the emotion of the, of the occasion. You've had emotional moments, being built to the title with 100 points season. When you look back on those at the end of the career, regardless of what happens with the with the Premier League case, will those emotions still be as strong as ever? Come on, belong to us. Absolutely belong to us. Regardless, the sentence belong to us. The moment from Sergio Aguero, with Balotelo is liberate. I don't know we are, we are responsible for Stephen Gerrard's liberty. You know, in that situation in Anfield, I didn't want it for respect for, for Stephen Gerrard, but it's our fault. Come on. That belongs to us. The moments that we live these years together, no. Ah, if they decide to give the... Okay. The problem, Premier League will decide. But I know we want what we want in the way we want it. With the effort we put behind, for just, you know, something happened in 2009 or 10, I don't know how long it was that, so no, it's not going to change one second. One second. Um, the most successful clubs have always been the ones who've created the most jealousy in other clubs and other managers, as obviously you'll find it now. Uh, when you've been in the position of chasing other clubs down, has jealousy ever been an emotion that You've used as your driving force. But that is part. But part of the sport. When you are a team, you're winning. You want to beat them, <coughs> and you want to. Um, and that's nice. So it's happening. It's part of the sports. But uh, yeah, what these nine teams, used? what these nine teams has done, I, I said before the what happened last Monday. Yeah? What these nine teams has done, I don't forget it. These nine teams, I don't forget it, what they have done. They won the position, the Champions League for the big uh, amount of money to pay the stadiums they built, so it's okay. But we want it now. Because after that, they, they, they can be suspicious, it's okay. It's okay. They doubt about us, it's okay. They are acquisition, it's okay. Now wait. Wait. No, because here we can't go no to the, you know, our lawyers said, listen, we have done this, that, that happened in UEFA. Wait. They didn't, not even one second. 
Everything comes back around to what Guardiola said at the very start of the press conference when he said that he feels like he's already been condemned. He mentioned several times that even if a not guilty verdict be returned, nobody will be able to undo the suspicions with which City are viewed. Well, back to that, there's no smoke without fire problem. If you throw enough muck, some sticks. That's how he's feeling about the situation. Pep, you've used the word damage a few times now. Are you, are you worried that even if you're found innocent, the club reputation, yeah. your reputation and the achievements of yourself and Mancini and Pellegrini, are you worried that there, there will be damage even if, if and when you're It's already damaged. Yeah, it's not going to change anything. It will be good for us. But, but the, the case of UEFA, do you think change something in UEFA when said is the same potential potential acquisition that they have and change anything? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But then we know exactly what we have done. At the end, always we live thinking about what the other people think about us. Forget about it. So think what we have done. Nobody can remove it. The feelings, the good moments we live, the bad moments we live, that is part of everything. But no, it's not going to change. Of course not. It was built from the day one. I was in Munich and I hear and listen. It was built from the day one. You have to do. So we're uncomfortable. So, so we want a lot. So, yeah, I want to defend that position. I want to defend my title until it's possible. I want to defend it. Will not be enough. Will be enough. Will not be enough. Another player will. Another team, Arsenal or whatever, going to win. I will be the first to call Mikel and say, "Congratulations, Mikel. You deserve it." But I want to fight it. Would you be worried this summer when you're trying to recruit new players? Would you be worried that this? I said you have to recruit Paul Dikov. I will recruit Paul Dikov. So no problem. Our fans will be happy. If the players want to come more than they like, they want to come. Okay, don't come. So we'll play what uh, what uh, what we are. So. Thank you, guys. Yeah.